Hey, what's going on, everybody? We got a very special baseball edition of the Huddle Podcast coming at you momentarily. In tonight's episode, we have the great Austin Space alongside Richo, Maddie D, and yours truly, LaValley. The Huddle Podcast begins right now. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome into another edition of the Huddle Podcast, brought to you by the Sideline Network. I'm alongside Matt. Austin and Rich, and we're going to start off by giving our playoff picks. If you guys listened to the Valley Sports Talk Pod a couple of weeks ago, Austin and I have already given our playoff and World Series picks, but we want Matt and Rich to chime in and give us theirs. So, one of you guys go ahead and uh, let us know what, who you have in the MLB postseason this year. I mean, you're in charge. All right, Matt, since you just, you know, spoke first, who do you have in the postseason? Jeez. You know I hate dead air more than anything in the world. I figured you were going to talk life. first anyway, Matt. You always like talking. I, I will defer to you. I'll defer to anybody today. I, I want to take off the commissioner jacket for now. <laughs> I want oh, somebody else to run everything in my life. Um, right. So, for me – all right. This was a process because I had to really play catch up, but I think I have a pretty good feel mm-hmm. for the league. I'm going to start in the AL East because I'm a Sox fan, of course. Okay. And because they are the World Series champions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the Yankees are going to win that division this year. Why? Well, not because the Sox aren't fantastic, and the Sox are definitely going to get the wild card. Um, <coughs> But because I think the Yankees' bats with a healthy Aaron Judge this year are going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I also think that the Rays are far worse than they're projected to be. And the Blue Jays and the Orioles are going to be downright awful this year. The Blue Jays, through no fault of their own, they have a lot of prospects that are going to be fun to watch, but they're not going to win a lot of games. The Sox are going to regress this year. Last season, you had Mookie Betts having – a year. So I like analytics. I also believe in the eye test, but I do really like analytics, especially in basketball. So it's been fun for me to get into some MLB ones. Did you know that the only other player in the top 70 in single season wins above replacement that's currently active, aside from Mookie out and Bryce Harper, I'm sorry, at 55. Mm-hmm. So there's only two active players besides Mookie Betts. Basically, they're the only ones that aren't like Ty Cobb, Mickey Mantle, Barry Bonds, Willie Mays, Cal Ripken, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig. I'm not saying wins above replacement is the end-all, be-all, because there's a lot of different factors in baseball. But there's a reason that there's only legends on that list. And I just don't think that's who Mookie Betts really is. Really? Yes. I'm, I'm not saying he can't be – I'm not saying he's not going to end up a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying – I don't expect him to win 11 games on his own every year, basically. I mean, the guy's 5'9". He's a good hitter. He's, but is he always going to hit for power? Do you really see him repeating 32 home runs? Like, I don't. I don't see that dude doing that again. And I hope I'm wrong because, obviously, I want the Sox to be incredible. I think you're – But I just think – Yeah. Well, if we're going to decide right on that, I, I do think Milky Belts is that. I mean, he's going to play like that. I mean, we, we heard about the contract he turned down. So he's going to play his heart out till he has to leave Boston. Then he'll go somewhere else, do the same thing, and then kick back. Dude's playing for a paycheck, man. 
You know, he's like the only yeah. he's the he's the biggest player in the MLB right now that's playing for a paycheck. You know, and he's going to get more True. than it. You know, but go ahead. My, but so it's not just Mookie too, though. A healthy JD Martinez season last year, which is not something that you can always count on. The catcher position is very up in the air. It looks like they're going to let him uh, go. Leon is on waivers now. Yes, right. So now you got a couple of guys kind of splitting that position. They're keeping two on the roster into the season. It looks like I'm not really sure that you're going to get the same kind of performance from Price and Chris Sale either. You're asking them to be healthy and productive throughout the season. And I just think the Yankees are going to have the ability to put more runs on the board this year. And I think that's going to be enough for them. And that's not even to mention the Sox bullpen is even worse now with Kimbrel gone. So I don't really know what you're, where you're going to turn for that. It's not as if there's a bunch of free agents out there unless they literally just go bring Kimbrel back and Kimbrel's not even the answer to all the problems. Okay. I just think we're going to see a, a slight regression from them this year. Uh, all right. What, what does Rich have before I argue? That? <laughs> AL East? Yeah. AL East. AL East. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't even know what these guys are. Uh, Red Yankees. Sox, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, and Orioles. <laughs> yeah. Yankees. They're like, yeah, okay. Yankees over Boston. Okay. Do you, why do you have the Yankees over Boston? I just, I just think the Yankees are going to get their crap together and – uh, I don't know. I think that I, I just have them being the top. That's it. All right. So can I just Hold ask you guys before Austin jumps in here? <laughs> yeah, because I'm yeah. sitting there going, what? Go ahead. Austin's about to jump through the phone. Um, yeah. say, yep. say, full, full disclosure for everybody, baseball is not my thing at all. This will be the most baseball I will ever watch will be this coming up season. Good, because that'll help my point. But go ahead, with <laughs> Um But yeah, I just so, need you guys have... to let me know who who on the Yankees, as far as a starting rotation goes, do you feel confident in? Oh my God, yes. You're asking me? Anybody? I'm asking both of you. Oh, I anybody? No I couldn't even. I can tell you one totally, player on the Yankees. That's it. Totally fair. A yeah. totally fair question to ask. However, you can. If you can get enough guys to piece together at least quality starts, if not really great starts, like you obviously, if you're a Yankees fan, what you want more than anything in the world is like one or two aces at the top of your at the top of your rotation, because that would just make all the difference for this team. You'd be contending for a World Series instead of talking about whether or not you can win the division or you're going to make a wild card or what. But you also have one of the best bullpens in baseball, and you have the power and the ability to put points on the board to cover for that weakness. I'm not saying that they don't need to show some progress in that area this year. And obviously the injuries that they have right now are going to be a problem to start the season, but if they can get everybody back healthy and and at least see Severino pitch well, and a couple of those other guys in the rotation and just lean on that bullpen and get runs on the board, there's no reason why they can't be. They don't, they don't have to be that much better than they were last year. If the Red Sox regress. Well, the Red Sox are likely to regress just because of postseason fatigue. I'll give you that. And their bullpen is bad. They do have a bad bullpen. The good news is, is bullpens are easy to fix. You know, uh, this starting rotation on opening day without Sabathia, without uh, Severino, is a huge problem. You know, even with 
Severino and everybody healthy, the Red Sox starting rotation is is miles better. They're the most complete team in the divisions. It's it's uh, it's. I don't think anybody can contest that really. The uh, the catcher situation is not as bad as everybody's making it out to be. It's actually a surplus position. Kristen Vasquez is going to be defense. This gives Blake Swihart a chance to come up. He can hit. He just never had his opportunity to, and they're going to get rid of Sandy Leone for that. Maybe for some prospects, maybe get uh, some bullpen help there. Um, but I just, I mean, it's still not. Can it's, you, yeah. Can I ask you a question in the middle of this yeah. before we get too far away from it to talk about it? Sure. If it's so simple to fix the the bullpen, then why didn't they do it at all last year when that could have easily cost them a trip to the World Series? I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, when you have Craig, Craig Kimbrell, who is at that point, you know, going into the season, basically second to Kenley Jansen, you would hope that he would come out and be stellar. And apparently he was tipping his pitches. Uh, he's had personal issues. He's not, he's not the Craig, Craig Kimbrell we knew about two years ago. That said yeah. – that said, we still got through. We the po- the, the postseason doesn't require solid um, a solid closer every time. I mean, Chris Sale closed out the ninth inning, and the Brewers, who made it far in the postseason, kind of made shift you know makeshift their bullpen and they took over. So it's you can get away with it then. And I agree, the bullpen is an issue for the Red Sox, but I think it's an easy issue to fix. And the Yankees. Don't have a starting rotation to bit there. But I will say this. It's not like unfathomable. I mean, the Yankees absolutely could win the division. It's not like, oh, that's a crazy pick or anything. I think everybody here is going to agree it's going to go Red Sox Yankees. One of them sitting the wild card. And, you know, I don't see any other way it would happen besides the Valley who has the Rays. So, <laughs> which I was the most confusing pick on that entire podcast. And I still don't get it. Don't hit Valley. No, go ahead, Valley. I, I mean, no, it's not about me. I want to hear. I, I, okay. I actually, I don't want to get too caught up with the uh, AL East only because I want you guys to give your the rest of your. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So you well, got. I hope that you're right, Austin, because I would rather, I'd rather be wrong about it in the Sox win the division, but I just think there's a real opportunity for them to regress into the. Yankees. Oh, I, I think I think there's no question they're going to regress. Postseason fatigue is real. Um, yeah. I just don't think this division's going to give them. Um, isn't as hard as other divisions, and that starting rotation is just. It's not comparable, you know, but yeah. And I mean, sorry, go ahead, Rich. No, 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 you go. Not to, not to go too deep on the AL East and we'll spend less time on some of the other divisions, but going back to the Mookie thing, I wonder how much does him playing for a contract and the fact that they started him off substantially lower with the offer that they gave him than the other guys that are in the category that he and others seem to think that he's in. Like, if he really is a top-tier player, is that going to impact the clubhouse at all? Not if they win. Uh, no, that's not, no, that's not, I, not if they win. Because if he was an NBA player, I can tell you right now, the chemistry in that locker room would be an absolute disaster. Yeah, Mookie doesn't really have that personality. I mean, like, the only guy I really worry about on the Red Sox currently is David Price, who changed completely halfway through the season. Um if they win, they'll be fine. If they lose, maybe it'll be a problem. But it, but yeah, you know that, that's usually what happens. So, all right, is everybody good on the East? Yep. Sweet. All right, what do you guys have for your AL Central? Who's coming out of the AL Central? I have uh, Indians. Mm-hmm. Okay, Matt. I mean, it seems like it's Cleveland's division to lose just by mm-hmm. virtue of starting pitching, but. I wouldn't 
I, I'm looking right now at the Fangraphs projections mm-hmm. for win totals, and they've got the Twins at 82 wins. I, mm-hmm. I, I think the Twins have a shot to be a little higher than that because I think the rest of the division is pretty ugly. Even the uh, White Sox, they're not going to be terrible. You know, they're not going to be playoff contenders, but they're not going to be terrible. I mean, the, the White Sox, like, they needed to be active in free agency, and they just weren't. Well, they tried. Like, they needed, they needed they got, somebody. Well, they went out and got – let me see here. They went out and got John Jay. They got Yonder Alonso, and nobody mm-hmm. to pitch. But that's – they, they <laughs> really tried to get – Manny Machado didn't work out. You know, yeah. that's why I thought, like, Keiko is the landing Yeah, spot. I thought your Keiko yeah. point for them was spot on. Yeah, I don't think – but anyways, yeah, go ahead, twins. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying I would be, I would be same thing here. I think for the most part, I think just like it's the Sox division to lose in the East, I think it's the Indians to lose mm-hmm. in, in the Central. But I can see a world where that that second team comes on strong and just you know gets a couple of good breaks. It's, it's going to mm-hmm. be close in both divisions. So I, do you I, have do you have a winner or are you? Yeah, Cleveland's going to win the division, oh, but okay. I think it's going to be close. Do you okay. have Twins not... as your other wild card? Um, no, I don't. Oh, okay, okay. What's Richard? Want... Did... AL West is next. Yes or no? Did Richard? Yeah, Richard gave Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Rich believes Cleveland. So what do you guys have for your AL West? Fire, Richie. I got Astros. Hmm. Hmm. And then who's your wild card? Because you did pick a wild card for the Central, right? I didn't put my wild cards up at all, but, but but for my wild cards, I do have Red Sox and Twins. Oh, you did have Twins. Okay, cool. All right. Because I I think that makes the most sense with you know, the, and really that's I guess kind of my thing with the Yankees um, winning the AL. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it like it is going to be a toss up pretty much with Red Sox Yankees, like you know, it was already stated, and I feel like it's going to be the same situation with the Indians Twins. Because they are doing something different in Minnesota there. I mean, you can see it across all – I mean, it's uh, all the different sports even. But baseball especially, um, something's going on over there. And I, I, feel like the, I feel like that the Cleveland has a little bit more juice to nudge them out and the Twins coming in at the wild card, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. 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 If, right, if, Matt, if, who's your AL West? I mean, it's Houston's going to run away with the division. I think I'll just go and skip right to it and tell you that I have Houston coming out of the American League to go to the series. Okay. And then, um, and then what? You have Oakland taking that wild card. And yes, I, I do have Oakland taking the wild card. I think, unfortunately, even though the Angels are going to have a feel good year <clears throat> and they'll probably win eighty two games, it's still not going to be enough. I think the Athletics are going to outperform their projections a little bit. Um, I just uh, I want to see Mike Trout in everything, and I just how are they going to win enough games to make a wild? Game? I don't even I don't get it. Like I, I was just going to pose this question to everybody. Like I hear on the podcast, like they were I was hearing on Baseball Tonight podcast, they were going through which teams in the AL East will make the World Series. And, or, or has a possibility to make the playoffs, and the Angels were the last team in there. And I just don't see any way this team can make the playoffs, even with Mike Trout. Is, is that the only reason people yeah. are doing this? I think like, so. I think it's the field it thing of everybody wants Mike Trout <clears throat> to make the postseason. Well, you, LaValle, didn't I you have, have them finishing last? I have the Angels finishing last in the division. 
that's how little faith I have in the Angels. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you, they'll you, be better than the Rangers, but I don't think any. I think the Mariners will have a better year. Okay, that's still terrible. Like it's like you yeah. know, like yeah, you, you have the best player in baseball <clears throat> who can never get into the postseason. Yeah, we probably should save that for Trout later on today. But like, yes. Okay, yes. but Rich, do you see any reason why the Angels should make the postseason? No, and I, okay. I, I, Lavalle, you, uh, didn't you have them? You had them in your wild card pick, didn't you? No, no, I just had them. I think I had them coming in third, and yeah. Austin completely blew me off that spot when he <laughs> reminded me how bad they are. Well, I think I think you just regressed to the Angels in the Outfield movie. So it was it sounds one of right. many times that Austin flexed on you in that podcast, and he's going to do it. To, he already did. It. We're only ten minutes in. He's already done it to me twice. Yeah, <laughs> but everybody's yeah, just so. Like- I just like with, with me being great aside, I just don't understand <laughs> why why people like the angels. Like it's it's the Mike Trout effect, man. Yeah, Everybody you, loves lost, Mike Trout. you lose one of the greatest coaches of all time, and then you just dumped millions of dollars into one player, and you have no pitching and no bullpen and nobody else, and a Japanese player that comes over gets hurt. It doesn't do any. It doesn't hit her back. So what what you is know what this that team? sounds like? What? That sounds like the baseball version of the LA Lakers. Hey, maybe you know, I don't know, maybe no bullpen, no 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 support, no, <laughs> no nothing, bench, yeah. yeah, no bench, yeah. yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know, whatever. All right, so Matt, oh, but you I said... mean, think about it. Yeah, no, I Sorry, think you're right. Through. No, no, go ahead. If you want to stay on the Angels, that's fine. I was gonna like move on, so keep going. Yeah, we'll go NL next, but I, I was just gonna say like. I was guilty of it. I said that the Lakers were going to get be the be the third seed in the playoffs. Like it's a preseason, because I bought LeBron. People are doing the same thing with Mike Trout. It's hard to blame them, but it's I, not I guess, going to yeah. make it right. I guess the only difference is, is like it's it's a lot easier to lean on one player in the NBA than it is in MLB. I would you know it's very hard. Um, but just yeah. inflated expectations. Yeah. I mean, based on a star player. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But oh, cool. So, yeah, Matt, you have so you have the Astros making it to the World Series, correct? Correct. That's what you said. Okay, Rich, who too. do you have? And Austin did too. That's right. Yeah, Rich, who do you have coming out of the AL? Uh, I'm going all the way um, to, the going to the World Series. Yes. So my heart and my mind are telling me two different things. Okay. Well. Tell me, tell me both. My what heart, about your lungs? My heart says Yankees. <laughs> your heart says Yankees? My heart says Yankees. And your head says? Red Sox. Huh. Interesting. So the, you have That's the Red Sox as a wild card team yep. we, uh, making it to the World Series? Absolutely, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right, so who are you, what are you going with, your heart or your head? Find out next time. Yeah, exactly. No, I have, um, I have Red Sox. I have, I, okay. that, that'll be my, my head choice. Great. He okay. just jinxed my pick. That's awesome. All right. That well, was you, really you... point. <laughs> he jinxed your pick. Du- and it's your a team. double reverse jinx. So now they will. The two Red Sox fans have Houston Astros and <laughs> the Yankee fan has the Red we Sox. Got... So yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. <laughs> All right. All so right. Richard. League, NL East, who do you got winning? Rich, go ahead. Who do you have? Phillies. 
Oh my god! Ring the bell, baby. We knew that's that what I have. Time. I know you do, but the, the difference, though, Austin, is you actually have statistics to back up your reasoning. <laughs> Richard just likes to say Bryce Harper, and that's Ring about it. The bell. Rich, can you name two players on the on the Eagles <laughs> on, the, on the Philly that aren't Bryce Harper? Yeah, give you one second though. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I I'm definitely not looking up on Google at all. I don't even know what Google Gene is. Sakura. Hey, Richard. Hey, real quick, yeah, that real fun question before I even tell you what I think about it. Is this the mm-hmm. best division in baseball? Uh, all, with all the main exception of the... I say the NL Central. Yeah, I got to go with the Central too, but NL East, I mean, you can make an argument for that. The only reason I'd say not the NL East is because Miami is garbage. Like, that's that's really it. But besides there, though, three teams who could legitimately come out of the NL East and win it. I've seen four teams could. True. And same thing with the Central. Yeah. Um, yeah, we broke that. Yeah, we talked a lot about that, actually. Yeah. I yeah. Any four I, of these. Yeah. Matt, I, I agree don't with you, though. Cincinnati, but. I agree with Matt, though, with the NL East being uh, – because, I mean, I can, I can see at least three. Okay. Do you have any wild card picks, Rich, for the East? Um, I think uh, – if you don't, that's okay. We're not putting you on the spot, buddy. It's... No, Austin's head's going to explode if you don't. <laughs> it's totally fine. I mean – No, actually, like I Ross have – the um... episode with the fajitas. Yes. <laughs> you have the Nationals? Okay. All right, so you have, so you have Phillies, Phillies, Nationals. Matt, what do you got? Nationals are going to win the division. The Mets are going to – Okay. You don't believe in the Phillies, huh? Not at all. Wow, Austin, you okay? You, I believe you have the Mets in your wild card too, right? I do. Okay, I do. I like the Mets. Okay, I like the Mets. You know, um, but I'm with you, Ray. I think Phillies are the best team in that division, Richard. So I, I've I've got your back there, buddy. Um, Thank you, man. Starting pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching. Nationals, the Nationals and the Mets are not. That the Phillies don't have anybody, but man, the I don't, Phillies have. Aaron Nola is very good. Aria is a sec- solid number two. Yeah. Pavetta, Eflin, Velasquez, that's solid. And I, I even like David Robertson. I mean, this is a very complete team, you know. But I will say this. I mean, with the exception of the Cubs, the Phillies have the most pressure going into the season. Absolutely. And, and if they do not finish on top of that, if they do not finish on top of that division, it's a failure. It's, it's a huge problem and it's a failure. And yeah. it could very well happen because the division is so competitive. And I'm very curious how leadership sort of manifests because you see, like, the last time I really paid close attention to baseball was, you know, Pedroia was still winning MVPs, basically. So, like, we had that guy, right? Like, the Yankees had Jeter. You know, we ended Uh up with Pedroia. There's always that leadership in that clubhouse, right? There's always your guy who's your top guy who's keeping the team together. Does Bryce Harper yeah. have the ability to do that for a team that's going to actually win? It's not there? Bryce Harper. The leader on that team is Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. Like, that guy's been in the postseason before. He's so well-liked. Um, but, I he mean, you don't think Bryce Harper's going to walk in with his $300 million contract and start throwing some elbows around like, hey, I'm the man? I don't think so. Well, I think he's happy to get out of the Washington and has a fresh new start, to be honest. Um, he has an opportunity to be a leader. Um but I don't think he has to be the leader. You know, JT Real Muto is a very good uh, – apparently really good with the pitchers. Uh, McCutcheon can take the brunt of that, you know, personality away. And Bryce Harper can just play. That's that's 
I think it's a great situation for Harper because he doesn't have to be the guy. You know, like if I look at the Red Sox after Ortiz left and Pedroia was sitting on the IL for like two years, nobody was really the leader. No. You know, so I mean, it's good to have, you know, it's good for the clubhouse and stuff like that. And I think Andrew McCutcheon fills that role pretty well. Like if Andrew McCutcheon bats 260 and keeps everybody smiling and catches the ball, that's great. That's exactly what they want him to do. Yeah, I, I agree with with um, what Austin's saying only because I that's what I feel like was a big reason why Bryce ultimately agreed to go to – well, one of the reasons, obviously, to go to Philly. Because yeah. like you said, Austin, he can literally – he's like, and kind of what you said too, Matt, only instead of walking in throwing elbows with $300 million, he's walking in $300 million, sitting down waiting for his name to be called so he can just crank out some homers. Yep, yeah. Uh, I mean, and they've got guys backing him up. Hernandez is good. Segura is good. Hoskins is good. Romuto. I mean, they've got player after player and player. And Bryce does not have to be the guy. Bryce could get hurt for a month and this team would still compete. You know? That's the way I see it. I don't know, man. I think there's a reason that you can't sit here and say the Nationals Harper was there specifically because of Harper. But he definitely didn't help matters. Okay, but then I guess the flip side would be, are did the Nationals curate him? I mean, I don't think Bryce Harper's like a happy-go-lucky saint or anything like that. But I also don't believe the Nationals have a history of curating young players correctly. They messed up Steven Strasburg. They clearly messed up Bryce Harper. Yeah, you know, even when he was coming up, they put it. They, they do these weird things. They've had good teams. They should have won a World Series by now, and they haven't. And you know. Then they go get Papelbon. They do a lots of weird things. They have <laughs> talent, but they do weird things. Yeah, and they, they're choking each other. Like, I don't know what's going on. They've had four managers in Bryce Harper's time with the Nationals. It's the water down so, there. That's weird. That's weird. And and I, and I and as much as I want to blame it all, I can't blame it all on Bryce. You know? So we'll see. I mean, if Bryce comes over to Philly and starts playing terrible and, and you know, kind of being snarky with the media – Philly fans ain't going to have that, and it's going to be bad. So we'll have to see, you know. So we're at uh, National what, uh, National League Central. Central. Rich, go uh, ahead. Who you have? I have Brewers. Well, like the Valley, all right. No, I had the Cubs. Oh, oh, I thought, oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I had the Brewers in the playoffs. I just had them making the wild. Okay. Okay, my mistake. No, it's all good. That's fine. It's fine. You, you blew me off that spot, too. Don't worry. I remember. <laughs> Damn it! Do you have a national? Uh, do you have a wild card team, Rich? I think I do. Hold on, I gotta look at it again, though. Okay. While you're looking, Matt, who do you have winning the central? Cubby's gonna win, and mm-hmm. I, I forgot that you had picked the Brewers as a wild card, which makes me upset because I thought I was being original picking the Brewers as a wild card, but I'm picking the <laughs> Brewers as a wild card. Way to pay attention. I actually have Cubs as the wild card. Okay. All right. Who's winning the division? Milwaukee? Well, you said Milwaukee, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. Three out of four of us say the Cubs, but it's a flip-flop um, for most of us. Am I the only one who believes in Cincinnati, I guess? You three yeah. all flip-flop on Brewers, Cubs? Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. You're the lone ranger. I don't believe – well, I just don't believe in Milwaukee because their starting pitching isn't good. Like, I don't know what to say. It's not a good starting pitching. But, I mean, you know? 
dude, I they, mean, look at what they're rolling out for a lineup. I mean, you got Yelich, Braun, friggin' Travis Shaw, Moustakis. Like, these yeah, guys are – and nobody's playing the positions they should be playing. <laughs> it's – Moustakis is at second. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I was just about but to I warn mean, you. I said the exact same thing, and he completely <laughs> annihilated me. I was going to stop you, but – All right, but here's my counter. Let me – let me drop this one on you. Yeah. Both the NFL and the NBA are moving towards more fluid positions and sort of positionless stuff. Like you're not just a cornerback anymore. You're not just a strong safety anymore. You have to be able to do multiple things. Why is baseball any different? These athletes are more impressive than ever. Why does it matter if Mustakis plays second one week and third the next? And, you know, like Yelich, who cares what? freaking outfield position he's in as long as he's going to the plate and hitting 300 and knocking a ton of them out of the park that's because mike moustakis is, is six feet tall <laughs> who's a six foot tall first baseman a second baseman doesn't make any sense like he's not built for that position you know yeah. he's a first baseman uh well then i mean it, couldn't you theoretically move aguilar to third and then play Shaw at second let me see this Brewers depth chart here. I had this up because I really don't believe in this team at all. The uh, it's here's the thing with the Astros. Okay, oh, you can't They've see got that. A, the the Brewers. Okay, can't say yeah. here's the thing. Well, you know, teach me a wise one. Okay, they've got so many people on their bench. That's it's a really great bench. Eric Thames. They could move Travis. They're moving Travis Shaw first and third. They're doing interesting things. However, I don't understand why they don't take some of these guys and trade them and go get some starting pitching. I don't understand it. You know, like Eric Thames is barely going to play. They're almost like they're almost built like an American League team. You know, like they have nobody who can DH. They're they're putting people at second that shouldn't be. It's weird. It's it's such a weird team um, with no pitching. And then on top of that, they're probably they're probably going to get Kimbrel now. Because Corey Knebel's hurt. Yeah. So they're going to spend money to go get Craig, Craig Kimbrell and then still have Julius seen as the uh, ace of the team. It does, it, like, I don't understand how this team is, well, is, is going to go far with their starting rotation. Well, let me ask I you. Don't, I don't. Because yeah. I watched Freddie, Freddie Peralta throw in, in the preseason here. That dude's got a cannon. Like, a an absolute freaking cannon. He's only 22 years old. Why can't, if he can get his fastball a little less wild and, and get some quality starts for you, they're talking about starting Hater instead of bringing him in in relief, using him as a starter because of all the injuries and stuff. Uh, they probably wouldn't want to mess with that. They might say that, but they're not going to do that. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, like, Hater is the next uh, Andrew Miller. Yeah. You know? And that's part of why they want to go get Kimbrel because they don't want to take – like Hayter could close, I guess, if he wanted to, but they don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to keep him in that long relief role. Now, the reason the Brewers had success in the postseason and everybody's high on them is because they, they make shifted their their whole pitching staff. Like their starters went like three innings. Yes. And then they just threw in this bullpen, They're and that's what they did. And you can get away with – yeah, and you can get away with that in the playoffs – but I don't see – unless they have some weird success, I don't see that happening. And that's why I don't believe in this team. And I don't understand why they don't use their surplus of their bench to go get an experienced starting rota- uh, 
start uh, starting pitcher. Who's to say they won't? This makes sense. I mean, they have until summer to do that. I know. I, I just it, it's like if they haven't done it now and they're already talking about Kimbrel, like it just doesn't seem like that's the direction they want to go. And I just don't understand it. Yeah. But I mean, if you, know? you add, you add Kimbrel to be your closer and then you still have that nasty relief staff plus Kimbrel to clean up. Why can't you move a couple of those pieces and go get a guy who, you know, what if, I mean, what if, let's say David Price reverts and let's say David Price is just a disaster the first half of the year this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if you make the Sox an offer and go get Price with the hopes that you can kind of get him back to where he was at the end of last season and just take uh-huh. him and put him in a different situation? I mean, that's a hypothetical scenario, very likely not going to happen. But if that did happen, that would be fine. you know. But the problem is, is that this division is tough. They don't have time to waste. True. You know? So I, I know I'm the outlier here. I, I'm going for a risky team with the, the Reds here. Um, who don't really have much pressure going for them, and they're kind of a sneaky team. And let's not forget about St. Louis either. I mean, St. Louis is not going to just, like, roll over, you know? Yeah, we kind of just didn't talk about them. <laughs> I didn't. I, yeah. I kind of just ignored them in my whole in my whole thought process. Yeah. Well, Valley, what do you think about St. Louis? Um, I had St. Louis coming in third. So, I, yeah, me too. I do like St. Louis a lot. Um they could like I think we I think we touched on it uh, when you came on my podcast a few weeks ago, and, and I think we both agreed that St. Louis can be that sneaky team that nobody's paying attention to that just sneaks up on everybody yep. and could potentially make a wild card. Yep. Rich, any thoughts on the central? The central. Or, or did you have that wild card? Oh yeah, you had the Brewers. Yeah, yeah right. Brewers or winning the Cubs, and the Cubs right. in. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Okay, because I think that those two are just interchangeable as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the NL West. What do you guys have? I got the uh, the Dodgers. Okay. Matt, what do you got? Oh, I'm having a tough time. I, I don't know. I guess I should say the Dodgers, but I just there's something ho- there's something hollow about that LA team. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Colorado is gonna win that division. Right on. I love Colorado. <laughs> I, I genuinely I agree. do. <laughs> that was your yeah, pick, right? apart this time. I, yeah. Well, the, 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 yeah. Do, you, do you have wild card uh, for that one, either of you? No, well, Matt doesn't, so. Neither do no. I. No, nobody. So, they just have – so, one has Colorado, the other one has the Dodgers. And that's it. Okay. Okay. All right, so not to – not to push this along here, but we're going to push this along here. Who do you guys have uh, winning the NL? So, again, my heart. Oh, my God. Dude, just tell me who you have. I don't care about your heart. And your what about your left ring finger? <laughs> what is that telling you specifically? Richard, who do you well, have that, coming out of the National League? Left ring finger is a little mixed up right now. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, I was being arbitrary, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just pulled that on my ass and then went, well, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> well, now let's bring it up, Austin. It's actually very um, – no, so uh, I have Phillies. So I, so my heart matchup would be Yankees-Phillies. I would love to see another matchup – a rematch of that series again. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, Phillies coming out on top on that one this time around. But – I do feel like it will be world's um, the World Series will be Red Sox and Brewers. Really? Yeah. 
Huh. Okay. And who wins? Red Sox. Wow. Yeah, I have them repeating. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm so screwed Jesus. now. Sorry. <sighs> that's hard to do. I know it is. And that's why I think – but I honestly think that – because, again, like, you know, listening to your as a podcast and doing the, you know, research that I could decipher and figure out on my own of reading baseball knowledge out there on the interwebs um, – you know, I really, I'm, I'm buying into that. This is the most complete team and I just, I would love to see it. And I think that they can go on another run and I think that they can get it again. It's possible, but it's hard. That's, that's all I can say. I want it to happen, Rich, man. That'd be great. Yeah. An easy street, but God, that's hard to come back. That's so hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, really, yeah. it's impossible. Other teams have done it before. No, yeah, it's just been it's been a while. Oh, yeah, and it's getting harder and harder. You know. Yeah, that's true. I could see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, 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 what more of an exciting thing to happen for baseball than to have a repeat Red Sox? I think that'd be huge well, for them. The the irony of that situation is is that like reporters coming out of that were upset the Red Sox would have because they already have a huge fan base and they really wanted. Somebody else, to, you know, <laughs> uh, it's that's it, the irony of it. It's so weird. Like that, that's the stuff I was reading. I'm like, okay, that's. I think good. that's Boston media in general, though. Like Boston does have like. No, special, it was the national media upset well, I about know, it. But I mean, like the national media against Boston. Like there's a big cloud over Boston with Patriots and um and you know with Red Sox and. Yep, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, people that's are really, exactly what it was. People are really tired of it already um well i mean let's be real new england sports fans are the most insufferable on the planet we all know that it's true it's hard to blame people for being tired of listening to it i don't know Phil, uh, us boys in philly we can get kind of uh yeah that's what i was like hold on now like i i, I know my place lavalley nah, has been listen, to an the eagles philly cowboys fans are the most likely to pull out a knife and stab you Lavalley Lavalley has been to an eagles cowboys game with me and i thought our <laughs> friendship was going to end because i thought i scared him away were right. you scared, Lavalley? They're all monsters. They really are. We're, okay. we're off the rails here. This isn't the Richo and Lala show. We are. Um, so, Matt, who do you have coming out of the NL? Nationals. Okay. Who do you have winning the World okay. Series? Nationals. Wow. Ooh. All right. Cool. Cool pick. Yeah. Nationals, Astros. I, I, think, I think the Nats are going to take it, man. I really am buying into – Bryce Harper being a bad locker room guy, and I think that matters a ton, especially when you have the young, the young talent like the Nats have now. I think you have a fan base of really dedicated people who have suffered for a long time, and it would be really cool for them. Not that that's the reason they should, that they're going to win, but I think that adds to the effect of it. And I just was Zimmerman, Dozier, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, Soto. Like I know I just sound like I'm reading off the roster here, but like. It matters because these guys are all – they're really good at every position pretty much. Mm-hmm. And if Strasburg yeah. can be healthy, which, of course, is the biggest if maybe in all of baseball, but if Strasburg can be healthy at the number two spot behind Scherzer, who was pretty clearly the best pitcher in baseball last year, it would be really difficult to be in a series. Uh, I like your pick, Matt. The only thing I will say is that even if the Nationals win, I, I do not – I don't think I, I don't know what the media will say, but I don't believe the story is. Thank God we got rid of MVP candidate Bryce Harper. I think it's this was not a good fit, and the pressure's off. 
because so long they had bringing them up and doing this and do this. Now this team can just play. You know, Max Scherz is the best – well, maybe besides Trey Turner, but Max Scherz is one of the best players on this team, and he can really step up and be a leader. And this team is very good. Yeah. Um, um, they're, they're a very good team. They, they, they've got a good rotation. They've got means to do it, you know. So And they don't have that big, you know, burden on their back anymore, you know. And they're not right. the favorites. So, yeah, I get I it. Think I think everything is, is pointing their direction for this year. Does anybody have any uh, opinions on my Colorado Rockies weird pick for <laughs> winning the World Series this year? I still like it. I mean, yeah. I think it's – I think it's a bold pick, but I like it. I mean, the, the Rockies have something going on. They really yeah, they got Paul last year, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah. Nolan Arenado. So, yeah, I, I, I liked it too. Nolan, Nolan Arenado is one of the most exciting players to watch in all of baseball right now. And in me catching up and, and paying attention and watching highlights, Arenado is sick. He is sick. Like – he makes baseball fun, and I'm not typically the person who's like, ooh, let me watch this at bat real quick. Yeah, he's good, man. He is so good. All right, so let's yeah. uh, let's get to some end-of-the-year awards, and then we'll get into questions. So who – Austin, I'll start with you since you haven't actually okay. started anything yet. Who do you have – Oh, I started plenty of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Who do you have for your AL and NL MVPs? Okay. Um, well, let's start with the NL because we were just talking about him. I'm going with Nolan Arenado. I think it's his time to shine. He's so good, man. That guy can do it all besides steal a base. That guy can play defense. He plays hard. He's on my pick for being the World Series champions. It's Nolan Arenado's year. He's just been really – nobody cares about it because he's out in Colorado. That's my pick for NL MVP, unless anybody wants to do their NL MVPs. Well, now, I'm just going to let you that, know I agree with you. That's who I had as well. Yeah, you got Arenado. Mm-hmm. God damn you both. Arenado? You know how much time I spent on Yeah! <laughs> oh. Rich, who do you have? So this is where I come in and say I have. <laughs> well, you my heart decides. Let me guess. Dad, you have Bryce Dad. Harper? Uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, Kobe. wait a minute now. I like that. Wait a minute now. Hold on. I like that pick, Rich. But I like that pick a lot. Why Goldschmidt? That's just what I've been looking at and reading. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> no, he's a great uh, – it, it, I guess the only downside for Goldschmidt would be do the Cardinals make the postseason. Correct. I think that would be the factor if Goldschmidt could do it. He's very underrated too, man. That guy's so underrated. Five to a player. Great pick. Thank you. Uh, Austin, who do you have for your AL MVP? I've got sort of a risky pick here, um, but I'm going to go with Alex Bregman this year as the AL MVP. He he made a run for it at the end of last year and then kind of faded off. Um, But he signed his contract, got that out of the way. I know he's not playing for much, but he seems happy. Seems to be a good competitor. Um, It's going to come down to his health a little bit, but if the Astros want to compete and continue to, he's got to – He's got to be the MVP candidate that is, and I think this is the year that he he could win it for sure. So that's my pick. Okay, Matt, who do you got? <sighs> I was the most torn on the American League. I really, genuinely am unsure. Like, just that's, to be flat yeah. out honest, um, mm-hmm. 
Only because, like, I think it really depends. I think there's a real chance that Aaron Judge wins an MVP this year. Yeah, that's a good pick. Damn it. Like, I, that's really that's what good. I've been thinking, man. Either that's him my or pick Lindor. Too. If Lindor's not out for too long, I think Francisco oh. Lindor could definitely win an MVP for the Indians this year. Yeah, he could. He could. But you, you're, pick, you're going with I, Judge? I'm going with Judge. I agree. All right. My, my only question there is – because there's some people predicting that he's going to hit 60 home runs this year, which is insane. That is insane. And it could happen. The only problem is this dude strikes out so much. And if that plays a role, you know, which it could, um, does it – here's my question. Does it matter? Say Judge hits 60 home runs and then strikes out a hell of a lot. Does that matter in your MVP eyes? Is, you know, no. would you rather have somebody hit 38 home runs, like a more of a J.D. Martinez year? See, I, I, mean, I actually – I like J.D. Martinez's year last year. I, I was – I actually thought he should have won the MVP. Mm, t- yeah, tough with the DH, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Just yeah, if, yeah. like, a player put up those numbers offensively. You know? No, I get what you're saying. I mean, I honestly, though, like, if, if Aaron Judge was to hit 60 home runs, something astronomical like that, I don't think strikeouts matter at that point. No. Wow, okay. It does. I mean, I don't think they, they – yeah. right, Do you think like, the Yankees would have to win the division? If for that to happen, yes, but I said that was going to happen. So, yeah, you did. Yeah, um, he could still he he still could win MVP. I mean, he's... I, I think it I think it depends on obviously you know the other players in the AL and how well they're playing. Uh, yeah, in regards to as long as the Yankees make the postseason, I think Aaron Judge has the argument. But like you said, I mean, if like if Bregman's having a better you know is having just as good of a year as Judge, but the Astros easily win the division. Then I think that the MVP would go to Bregman at that point. Sort of like what happened with Altuve uh, two years ago. Exactly. And then, if, yeah. And then, of course, Mike Trout could still win the MVP. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Rich, who do you have? Um, I actually have Alex Bregman also. Hey, all right, yeah. man. That was the. I mean, it was a toss up between Mike Trout and Bregman. Um, I still think Trout is going to have like a hell of a year. But yeah. when does he not? Yeah, Trout will come in top three again. Yeah, it, yep. that, and that's how I feel. So, all right, can we all circle right. back to your uh, Judge strikeout point real quick before we move on? Yeah, sure, sure. Just so I'm like, so for example, Russell Westbrook in the NBA is super inefficient, but he averages a triple double. So the guy won an MVP, and he's going to be in the voting conversation for it again, even though he is by no means the best player in the league this year. His shooting numbers are awful. Like his percentages are horrible, but he still gets you a triple double every single night, which is pretty historic. I think that's worth more than if you're just being efficient and you're only hitting 25 home runs or 30 home runs. If you're hitting 60, I don't care if every single at bat, aside from the 60 home runs, is a freaking strikeout, man. Like if you're if you're assuming you're going to get 60 at ribbies alone. And then let's assume that there's a guy on base at least half of the time. I mean, that's that's freaking 120 RBIs. Well, I'm pulling up something really quick here. Um, but unfortunately, my stupid uh, computer didn't uh, go at the speed I wanted it to. Um, I want to pull out strikeouts for teams last year. Here it is. The Yankees were ninth 
in all of baseball and strikeouts here with 1,421. The Red Sox were 26th in strikeouts. Uh, Cleveland led the league in the least amount of strikeouts. So I know the game is different where hit a home run and strikeouts don't matter is, is a thing. Um, but I worry about Judge being in an environment where you have Gary Sanchez and Jairo Carlos Stanton with a very similar approach to playing. Are they, They're not guys that get on base. They're guys that go for it all and do that. So, yeah, I don't know if that – to me, I'm looking at the stats. Yeah, to me, I'm looking at the stats and I go, strikeouts – like last year, everyone was like, oh, strikeouts don't matter, strikeouts don't matter. And I'm looking at it going – Cleveland didn't strike out. Houston didn't strike out. Boston didn't strike out, you know, and they all led each, each division, you know, Mookie Betts doesn't strike out. JD Martinez doesn't strike out and they put up great numbers. So I'd rather have that. And I guess it'll just come down to me. Maybe it just comes down to who wins the division, you know, like that could really help. But I mean, Um, you're talking about guys who physically are nothing like Aaron judge. Like Aaron judge is a freak of nature. He's got power. that other dudes just don't have because of his brain. Yeah. I, he I just continues I, to improve his eye and his ability to make contact, and he cuts down some of those strikeouts. Then, of course, just you're going to take the power. And this is almost unfair to him, but I but I always feel like if the team was more dynamic in the offense, not not like six foot nine dudes that weigh three hundred pounds that strike out and hit six hundred foot home runs, like they had a more dynamic, you know, then yeah. maybe that would stand out more and his role would be better. But since he's just one of the guys, I don't know if he stands out as much being similar to somebody like Stanton, you know, but it still could happen. I mean, the dude could still hit over 50 home runs. And if he's healthy, I mean, that guy has so much natural power and I guess we'll have to see, I mean, what, you know, for shits and giggles, go ahead and plug him into Poppy's spot at cleanup in on one of those Red Sox rosters. Like, what do you think you lose there? Well, you're going to get a couple more strikeouts, but you're going to get a couple bigger, you know, a couple more big smashes out of, out of the park. And, if he, you're absolutely right. If he had a couple of guys who were a little bit better at on base percentage before he came in to clean it up, it, he would be a more impactful player. I just don't. I don't see Judge fitting well into that lineup. I, I just don't. It, it's not how this lineup is built. If he was left-handed, absolutely, but he's not. So I, I don't know if that necessarily helps the lineup or goes, oh, we can strike this dude out. You know, because the Red Sox don't. Besides, like a few players, they don't really run well. They don't. They don't steal a ton of bases. They started to a little bit, but yeah. JD Martinez doesn't run. Devers doesn't run. Mitch Moreland doesn't run. So yeah. it's like, it, it's that's a tough question because I don't. It would have to be a different lineup for that to for for that to work. You know, he would still be effective, but I don't know if he'd be. I, I don't think that's that's the Red Sox ball. Uh, you know, game plan going into it. So interesting question though. Yeah. All right. So real quick, right. let's just run down our AL and NL Cy Young and then we'll get right into questions. Okay. Uh, I'm going first. Yeah, right? absolutely. Who do you got? Um, for the NL Cy, Cy Young, I'm going with uh, Richard's team here. I'm going to go with Aaron Nola of the Philadelphia Phillies winning the Cy Young this year. That's all I have to say. I don't, I don't have. No, like, that's okay. We, we don't train. need to go like crazy, crazy <laughs> on this one. Rich, who do you have? Uh, Justin Verlander. And 
well, in the, in the okay. In, he's gonna get traded to the. <laughs> so you have you have Verlander in the AL. Who do you have in the NL? Max uh, Scherzer. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have Scherzer as well. Matt, who do you have? I was tempted to say Scherzer initially. Oh. But I wanted I wanna Jacob deGrom, I feel like if he bounces back hard this year, there's a real chance for based just the way that that team is set up. And if they can outperform their projections and, and maybe even win, win that division, possibly, or at the very least make the playoffs, I really think DeGrom could get to Cy Young this year. He'll repeat. Oh, that's right. I forgot he won last year. I thought Scherzer won last yeah. year. Uh, yeah, well, that was the big debate. Like, no, I, yeah, DeGrom sorry, I had, had that. 10 yeah. wins. You know? Um, no, I see it. Tons it's, of upside. But I just looking at this roster and looking at, at, at where they where he could finish in terms of wins, like I just there's a there's a real shot for him to go back and win it again. A lot of good pitching in the NL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my AL, I guess. Yes, please. Yes. yes. All right. I'm gonna go with uh Corey Kluber uh of Cleveland. I think he's Kluber. the guy. Yeah. I have uh, I have Chris Sale. Whoa, coming back, Chris Sale! Jesus. Really? Stop doing do you, this. The Sox do you are going to win forty he's... games. Do... Now hold on. Now, do you think he's? Because I worry about his health a little bit. I, I mean, it's not Kershaw troubles, but do you think he'll come back? Do you buy into the fact that he's strong? That that it's finally his no, year? No, I do. I, I mean, but... he's the reason why I think the Sox are going to repeat as World Series champions. That's why I pick him as my Sion. You do have a point because they kind of coasted through the postseason without him. So, you know, or without him 100%, you know. So, you could be right. And Rich had Verlander. And uh, who'd you have, Matt? I had I have the hardest time with the Cy Young because. Okay. You There's a lot that you can count on with guys that are going to hit the ball. But with Cy Young okay. award winners – it's really challenging. I honestly think new contract and all. I think Blake Snell. Uh, they both repeat. <laughs> I think you're going to get repeats on both sides, man. Wow! Like I just, I, I understand Kluber, Chris Sale. I don't buy him his health at all. I don't. I and I and I get where Levada is coming from. Where if, if Sale's healthy and dominant. That Sox team is virtually unbeatable. Yeah, they're nuts. Um, I don't know. There's a there's a couple other guys that a couple other guys could do. It. Carrasco, like I forget his name. Is that how you say his name? His last yeah, mm-hmm. Carrasco. I, mm-hmm. I think he, I think he's gonna have a nice season. But I mean, really, if it's not Kluber, I, I really think it. I really think it's gonna be uh, Blake Snell again. I know it's wow. not. I know it's not exciting. Like it's not exciting to pick repeats on both sides, but I'm curious to look back and see if that's ever happened. If that's happened before. Well, the weird thing is, it's like both those guys uh, have the health and stamina to do it because Blake Snell didn't strike out as many guys as some of his other competitors. No. Um, and uh, Jacob Degrom only won ten games, so so it's it's like they can go up, you know. Um, 
which would be interesting. The only one I, I want to throw out there that I was tempted to pick, did this come up in anybody's uh, minds, was uh, Kyle Freeland of Colorado, the world champions next year or this year. <laughs> uh, Kyle Freeland. Anybody think about him? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Not that that's a bad pick, Austin. I just, he just never popped into my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sneaky. I, th- I think he could be a sneaky contender next um, year, though. I'm going to go ahead and rescind my pick for AL. Oh! A- NL and AL Cy Young. I take them both back. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking through the number of pitchers to win multiple Cy Young awards. <laughs> and who's done it back-to-back, and it's not a thing. Like, Tim Lincecum did it in 08-09. And okay, and then Scherzer in 1617. But I'm looking at the ones you pick, like Ugh. Snell to me makes sense. Like, that yeah. that's not a bad pick. It's like he didn't, he didn't but, have the amount of innings as some of these other guys. He could easily win it again. Yeah, no, if he's the real I'm deal, with, and I think he's the real deal. I'm sticking with what I pick, but now that I've looked and Good. seen what the odds are. <laughs> I feel well, then go to Vegas. You it. made your pick. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not bad picks, man. I think they're fine picks. I appreciate it. I'll tell you if they weren't I appreciate... good picks. Oh, I know you. <laughs> All right, let's roll. All right, guys. So we're going to go right into questions. Uh, since I'm hosting, I will lead off. Uh, so my question for everybody is, what did you make of the reaction to Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo getting after one of his players during Thursday night's game? So, I didn't watch it because I uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it was, it's more about the media reaction than than actually watching the game. Do you know what it's about? Apparently, yeah, apparently everybody got all upset because his coach yelled at his player. Yeah. And then I sat there and went. I remember uh, – uh, sorry you weren't there for that, uh, Matt, but uh, me and LaValley got yelled at quite a bit by my dad when he coached us and uh, we turned out okay, I guess. So, well, I, 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 I'll, I'll say something though. I got yelled at by your dad one time, Austin playing basketball. Oh yeah. And I never went back onto that court. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that for well, what you know, worth. some people just don't have what it takes. Something about a six foot five man yelling at me at six years old. He was not six five. <laughs> He was not six five. If he, if he was six five, I'd be a lot taller, you know. But he, but no, he was yeah, six so, one. But again, like I mean, I, I get the you know people, the media, whatever, quote unquote. They're like, oh, he's just a kid. Like you know what? Like, but you're playing on a high level sport. Like there has to be like these people need to realize that there's a certain line that's crossed from you're a kid to now you're basically a man because you're playing on a national level and you're playing for, you know, to get into. Um, you know, the professionals. I mean, what do you, you want someone to hold your hand and talk to you like, okay, little boy, don't worry about it. Make sure you pass it next time. Like no. society now, man. Yeah, I, uh, do that. There's a couple of different important points to hit here. The most important of them is the same people that are in outrage because Tom Izzo's yelling at his player are the ones that are telling you that college athletes are basically slaves to a system and that <laughs> they are unfairly treated and need to be paid, etc., etc., etc. I'm sorry, you're a collegiate athlete. 
You are not an independent entity yet. You are not a part of a, of a corporation that allows you to sign a contract and make money yet. At the same time, we are across the board so fixated on everyone's sensitivity and handing out participation trophies mm-hmm. that, and, and telling everybody they did a good job, even when they sucked, that we don't mm-hmm. know how to differentiate between a time to use positive reinforcement and a time to lay into somebody and, and fire them up and, and get them moving, which is still an important part of coaching, especially when you're coaching young men who are a year from now are going to be living on their own, making millions of dollars, traveling the country, being responsible for themselves, and being a part of a team for two reasons. One, because if you care, if you're a coach that cares, and if you're Tom Izzo, you're not coaching at age 64 for this, you know, still, if you don't care about the players that you're bringing through your system. Well said, Matt. And – those players are a reflection of you as a professional when they go play at the pro level. So if they're pulling some shit on the court. You, if I'm the, if I'm Tom Izzo, I'm going to lay into my players when I feel it's appropriate to do so. And those guys okay. need to learn how to, how to deal with it. And if you're the type of person who can't deal with that, you probably don't belong in basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen you lay into your eight year olds because uh, you're the head coach for your team. Absolutely. And when you had them do those, uh, those sprints of that one game, I was like, dang, it was a timeout, and you just had to call a timeout so they can do sprints. Yeah, because there's some things that, like, if you make a mistake, that's cool. And, yeah, we're out here to have fun. And sometimes you're going to turn it over or do something silly or whatever. That's fine. But, like, if yeah. you're out there and, like, you take a cheap shot at somebody or you, you know, or just everybody's standing there lazy, nobody wants to box that. If you're not trying hard, mm-hmm. you're not giving effort, and then that's not tolerable. Get off the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll run sprints. Absolutely. You don't need to play the game. Awesome. So, props to Tom Izzo for uh, for taking care of what we need to take care of in, in Michigan State. Absolutely, Richard. What's your question? So I'm gonna go with uh, with um, the whole Gronk thing. So because you know that obviously uh, Gronkowski just announced his retirement, what like right. a couple days ago, yesterday or something like that. And uh-huh. already now we're getting the floodgates of are the Patriots in trouble? So. Do you think the Patriots are in trouble that Rob Gronkowski is not coming back next year? No. Also, no. What's this have to do with baseball? (laughs) Austin, you've got to expand your horizons, man. Chris just asked a basketball question. You're getting on me about football? Yeah, yeah. Your question's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't really know. But now let me ask you this, though. I was reading, though, that – there are speculation where do you guys actually see a feasible scenario where Brady or Belichick calls up Gronkowski and says, Hey, uh, want to come back for half a season? No. Like if they're struggling, like that, that, that's seriously going around in the media right now where he's well, going to stay mean, in shape. And then all of a sudden Gronk himself came out and said that he would consider coming back after the season. No. Why would he do that? Why that would he do that though? Why would Jason? He's going to be a professional it? wrestler now. He's fine. Why would Jason Witten? Oh, that's he's been fun. Out of the league for two years. He's going to go back and freaking play tight end for the Cowboys. Why would oh, Gronk do so it? Weird. Because he's going to go preserve his body. He's a freak of nature. He's going to go do what he wants to do, live the life he wants to live. And if freaking Belichick and Brady call him in in November and say, "Hey, man, we're about to make another run. We really need you. 
Why not go make a few million bucks and play for another Super Bowl? So you see that as a feasible scenario? A hundred percent, yes. So you mean preserve? What do you think, Lavelle? So you mean preserve what's left of his body, right? Exactly. Because we saw Gronkowski was a shell of himself last year. I yeah, said he's half time, robot. He barely, You'd be a he shell of yourself too. You're in the, the ER all the time. Lavelle, what do you make of this? Um, no, I could, I could totally see Gronk coming back. Um, really? I could also see, oh, I could, I could see Belichick reaching out to him or Brady reaching out and being like, wow. look, we need, you know, we need some help or we just need, we need somebody to block. Cause that's really all he does now is he blocks. He's, he's not really much of a the most clutch pass of the game, basically. Huh. Yeah. I mean, he did, he made, he made one big catch in the Super Bowl, but aside from that, he's the last couple of years, he's become the best blocking tight end in football. Yeah, but I don't see that. Hey, I, Belichick is is good enough to know now that they don't have that weapon, that extra blocking guy, they can either fill that gap or they can move on to other plays. I don't see Gronkowski coming out of retirement. I don't disagree ever. that Belichick can't figure it out. I'm just saying that it would add – who, who else in the league would sit back and look at his team and go, all right, how can I screw with everybody else? Oh, I know. I'll bring Gronk back. Yeah, I'll do something it. completely different with Gronk that nobody has ever seen before, and I'll just win another ring because I'm Not the best. Did you do. guys forget Brett Favre unretired 45 times? <laughs> that's true i look i understand that it's not yeah, but, but far's a quarterback i understand it happens exactly uh, but, i don't uh, think that it will with rob Gronkowski though but that's that, yeah but that, my question is like but Favre was a quarterback doesn't that make somewhat of a difference yes yeah. that, that's a good point yeah. i think it makes a difference in favor of Gronk coming back i think it takes far less to get off the couch and and when you're already that physically gifted and throw a couple of blocks than it does to go out there and run an offense for two hours. I guess my only question, would it be easier to come back to the quarterback position? You know, that, that's, that's my only thing. I mean, this is – I don't have a leg to stand. I'm just asking. Like, yeah. You know. no, I, I don't know. I don't think it's – I think it's a possibility that he comes back. Okay, so then the over-under, like what to – And no, they're not in trouble. It makes literally no impact on their season at all. So, what, do you want to give an over-under? Like what uh, percentage he would come back next year? That'd be a fun one. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm going 100%. He's not coming back next year. He's 100% not coming back. Uh, see, Where do you guys stand? I would lean more towards him coming back. Uh, like, I think it's part of the plan. How much percent do you think he comes back? 75. 75. Wow. What about you, Lavelle? I say 65% he comes back. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So, are Austin, you 55% Austin? I'm sorry, Richard? I said, are you 55% then, Austin? Because since they just keep going down 75, 65. Last I checked, it was uh, baseball season. So, um, <laughs> you know. All right, what's your question? Uh, all right, well, I, I had two questions. The first one was about Kimbrel and the Brewers, but I already told everybody and answered it correctly, so we don't have to do that. So my other question is a lot easier for everybody. So, Good job. Yeah, yeah, so what I want you to do – is I want you to type in the Miami Marlins on your phone or portable device or whatever it is, your, you know, your Zoom or whatever it is you guys use. And <laughs> look at the new logo and the uniforms for the Miami Marlins. Good God. Right, yeah. So I want your takes on this. What is my like, – I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a ripoff of a Maroon 5 cover. 
What? what Which Maroon? Five? First of all, how do you know that? Second of all, <laughs> what? <laughs> what Maroon Five color? I want to. I want to put this side by side. Yeah. Well, what did you type? <laughs> Miami Marlins, man. Miami Hold on, Marlins. I'll pull it up for you. It's the red, the, the black fish, right? Red stripe. Yeah, that's baseball. their new logo, and they have the, yeah, new colors and everything. What is that? Like Blue. Right. That's what I'm saying. What? Yeah, it's kind of this black and like kind of a like a turquoise sea blue type thing going. Yeah, it's, it's the question. It's the question I ask myself about Geico commercials all the time, right? Literally, everybody and their mom takes marketing now and tries to go into like digital media. Yeah. How how is it exactly that one of the biggest companies, one of the biggest insurance companies in the country, has the worst marketing department of any? Like even mom and pop shops make better freaking commercials than they do now. Well, I see. So I like this because I like because it looks similar to the old uh, Florida Florida Marlins. With, uh-huh. with the, yeah, it does a little bit with the baseball in the background. Said so now the fish is going over it, or uh, I guess side of it, and it's you know facing the reverse way. Um, and obviously, it's Miami, not Florida. But I like it. I like it. What's this? This orange, blue, and yellow one I'm seeing. Well, the orange, blue, and yellow one was the redesign. So okay, they've had four logos since 93 so i pulled this up they had the one that you're talking about rich with the fish oh i see just going through that then they they changed it from 2012 to 2016 yeah and they changed again slightly instead of black with that big m and that yeah i guess a fish and now it's really a fish yeah i like this one way better than seven years okay what do you where do you stay in the valley on this logo Lavalle? Yep, what's that? I'm sorry, I lost you. Oh, where do you stand on this logo? I, Miami. I logo. think it's ugly as hell. Okay. I don't okay. I don't understand what I don't know what my boy Jeter's doing down there, but it's it's not good. Oh, I mean but so so what which, which one did you like? Did you like the orange one? I, I like the old school logo. I hate that one. I think it's say this it just looks like a, a socially and mentally challenged <laughs> fish oh that logo sucks it's, it's pretty bad. i'm sorry i answered it, the question it, it, everybody. it fits the franchise though it fits the franchise well where where, Matt, where do you stand on the this new logo the 2019 black and blue thing whatever they're doing i don't know it's awful like why would you, <laughs> if you're gonna change it i totally understand changing it from what it was but why would you change it to that why I don't who, know. who signs off on that stuff does well, this does, the real question is does this negatively impact Derek jeter's legacy because of this logo he's turning into michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> well so here's my thing with this with this uh logo because when they when they got rid of the the the, the the problem fish over here and they and they went to just the m with the orange like it's tacky like that orange one is tacky we can all agree right like is the orange yeah. one kind of tacky okay yeah at least that one stood out because the only other orangish team in baseball is the Orioles. Mm-hmm. so then we're now back to this black and blue team so it's like i don't know like i feel like the orange one stood out the most i don't know I don't think any of them are real winners, but it's like, I guess this is fine. I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. They just like changed their logo this year. It's like, okay. 
There you go. Okay. That was my hard-hitting question for y'all. I have so. been waiting to ask this baseball question for like three weeks. Oh, goodness. I'm so excited to finally okay, ask it. It's not that big of a deal, but okay. What do you make of <laughs> Jess Mendoza, one of the most beloved baseball broadcasters now, it seems, in the country, going to work in the front office for the Mets, and people talking about it as a conflict of interest? Okay, you want to know? You want me to field this one, LaValley, first? Yes, so, please. A Rod basically does the same thing for the Yankees. Correct. Um, so, A Rod is really great in the booth. I love Justin Mendoza. I think she's great in the booth, too. I think she's great. Uh, she's a great uh, announcer in there. She's really fun. She's good for baseball. Um, the only question I have is do. Like, I don't think it clouds A-Rod's judgment. I think he actually gives good analysis, and I don't. I realistically don't think Jesse Mendoza will do that. But at the same time, is that the two wrongs make it a right? Like, is it okay if A-Rod does it and not Jesse? You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just think, like, but, if, if Marv Albert you know started, if like, we, giving advice to the Knicks, we'd probably be concerned. But then like, at the weird thing, it's like, how come nobody says this about A-Rod? Like, you know, like, it, it's like, are we just bringing this up? And I'm not saying it is. It's just, I, I think we looked into it a little bit more. It's like, and I know you're not, but it's like, is it, was this brought up because she's a woman and this and that? Blah, 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 da, 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 you know? and, and she's already gone through that when she replaced Kurt Schilling. Right. So I don't That's know. Kind of I don't my like point, it. Though, I, I really feel like don't. the only reason it's being talked about is because she's a female. Like it, well, it do, no one cares about it with A-Rod, but then all of a sudden it's a story because it's just Mendoza instead. Well, like, the thing was, is that they, matters. no, no, I, I, I mean, I don't like it at all. Cause I do think, I mean, how could you not separate that? If that's your job, what are you going to like call a Mets game and talk about how, you know, whoever they're playing, like say they're playing Phillies, you're going to talk about how the Mets are automatically better than a Philly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. going to be weird. I've never seen that with a rod. I don't in a perfect world. No, but at the same time, I don't think it's really going to impact anything. And I don't know. It's, it's weird, but whatever I'm, I'm happy for her i guess because like apparently the story was she was really well liked and, and the mets wanted to go in a really unique organiz- uh, direction and they really like her and they like her insight and she's met a lot of ball players and and she seems i mean she played she's, she's for a great long for, time she was a great softball player yeah yeah she's still hit too i watched her in that celebrity softball game and uh she's got a nice swing there um and she's really great on baseball tonight it's just uh I don't know. What do you what do you what do you two make of it? LaValley, Rich, what do you guys make of it? It doesn't bother me one bit. It really doesn't. Yeah. I, like I said, I mean, I don't have a problem with A-Rod doing it. I don't really care that she does it. I don't like it. It's one of those things where like I don't care right. because it's already been done. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, I would prefer if it was separated, but then again, I don't think it's like I don't think they're sitting there calling up Mendoza or A-Rod to go, okay, is this trade gonna happen? They probably just bring him in and say, hey. Look at this player and all that, you know, like, yeah, it's, right? it's not the end of the world. What do you think, Richo? So I wasn't really paying attention. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Something about a perfect. perfect. A question. Great contribution. <laughs> Rich, do you have another question? <laughs> I, my other question was uh, just, uh, it was about basketball. Sorry, Austin. Um, no, no. That's what I've got going in here. Specifically you know? the uh, NCAA wondering who the final four is for y'all. Oh, Okay, I have mine up. 
Me, me and Valley have the same Final Four except for one thing. <laughs> That's ahead, true, then. we do. You yeah. and Valley, fire away. Okay, go ahead, Valley. I've got Michigan State, Michigan, Tennessee, and North Carolina. And I've got Michigan State, Michigan, Virginia, North Carolina. And then me and Valley have the same finals, North Carolina beating Michigan State. That we do. So. Well, then. I wow, obviously we have, have Austin. Austin uh, you have- Valley have the same thing. Besides, instead of Virginia, you swap out uh, Tennessee. Other than that, it's identical. So who it's have, really who you yeah. have in the uh, Houston, Auburn, Duke, Oregon? Uh, hold on, let me get to that for a second. What? Um, Houston, Auburn. The hell are they? Matt, what's your final four while Austin's like trying to dig up Richard's random question? Uh, well, mine got busted when Villanova lost, but I had Duke, UN, uh, Duke, Michigan, UNC, and Nova. Uh, and then I well, have... I mean, I, I should have elaborated more. So I meant like now. Oh, based on how the bracket is now. Correct. That's a totally. Well, my, my, well me and the Valley are still in this. I'm sticking with yeah, mine. I'm not, I don't know if I'm not going to change mine either. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter because I have Duke and UNC in the final anyway with Duke winning. Um, but are me and the Valley with the only one with the final fours intact? Yes. yes. I don't know. What, what's your final four okay. again, Austin? It's mine is Michigan State, Michigan, North Carolina, and Virginia. That's mine. Lavalley's the same. So he that, has so Tennessee. That's why I'm confused because North Carolina and Michigan State aren't they in the same bracket? No. No. Michigan State and North Carolina, Austin and I both have them facing off in the final. And we both have North Carolina winning. Right. Uh, I would love for you guys to be right, but I don't see it. We, we are old enough to pick Michigan State over Duke in the East, which nobody has, basically. Right. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, if they're going to get tripped up, that's where it's going to be. Well, they almost just got that's tripped right. up against UCF. That was pretty insane, actually. But I, uh, I still think that the only real shot is and and I mean don't get me wrong either Michigan the thing is they're going to play friggin Michigan State in the Elite Eight and then they're going to turn around and play Michigan in the Final Four like Duke Duke has a nasty road to the final usually they get a bunch of rollover games before they get there no I think they have the toughest bracket yeah for the first time in years I think I think you're right poor Gonzaga man well uh, yeah Gonzaga too but poor Gonzaga Gonzaga shouldn't have been a number one seed anyway, but that's a whole other issue. Gonzaga should have been like the two seed in the southern bracket. Yep. Michigan State should have had the other number one seed. Yeah. And Michigan State almost lost to Bradley. Let's not remember. Let's not forget that. No, yeah, I know. I know. But I'm just, I'm just going overall for the season. Michigan First State, round, I think. Cinderella, yeah. a team you've never, ever played before in your life. Like, <laughs> you can't count that yeah. for anything. Yeah, but that was not making me happy when my mom's sitting here texting me, well, She's at home. I'm sitting here working. I'm like, hey, so this Bradley team. I'm like, oh, good. That's yeah. that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it, it's only logical that Virginia would advance in place of Villanova for me at this point, Richard. Um, Purdue's not winning shit, and neither is Tennessee. So, what do you have your funnel for, Rich? Um, so I I have Duke, um, Virginia, uh, Kentucky. Right? Sure. You say so. 
um, and then uh, Gonzaga. So Duke, okay. you have Duke, Gonzaga, what? I have Duke, Gonzaga, um, Kentucky, and uh, Virginia. All right. I mean, I can see that. I I have a really tough time with Kentucky this year. They're just this is not the same kind of John Calipari team we've seen in recent years. I don't think they deserve to even be a two seed. To be completely honest with you, um, I thought they were going to lose. Um, you know, I, I thought they were going to make the Elite Eight and lose to Carolina. But I, I also saw a world in which Houston could have beat them or could yeah. beat them. Um, like, that wouldn't shock me at all. Um, I would really like to see this Michigan team win a title this year. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while. It'd be, it'd be cool for this, you know. I mean, they're a lot of fun. They have, they're a really fun team. A lot of history there. I just want to see Jalen Rose and Chris Weber. I want I want them to make Jalen Rose and Chris Weber do that broadcast together. It'd be absolutely hilarious. Yeah. All right. Any other questions? I I'm good. What do you have? We're running long, but I've got one. Go ahead. All right. You can finish it up. All right. So, do you guys remember the time that I asked the question? About if LeBron James, Jessica Mendoza, yes. <laughs> if uh, LeBron James yeah. left Cleveland, would how all the how all of the media spotlight and all the attention and the hopes and dreams of the entire city of Cleveland would fall on the shoulders of Baker Mayfield? Well, LeBron James has been removed for a full year now, mm-hmm. and Baker showed out in his first year. And now not only did we see his potential and his talent, but he's added a ton of weapons around him to the point where now expectations have been accelerated to a level that I'm not sure any second-year quarterback should be expected to deal with. Will this be the time when Baker Mayfield crumbles under the pressure, the weight of the entire city of Cleveland on his shoulders? Not even a little bit. No. You got, I have nothing to add. You're not even going to entertain it a little bit? Literally nope. the entire city. Nope. 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 He's got more balls than LeBron James could ever hope to have. This dude is not only dripping with swag 24-7, but he already has the respect on both sides of the football in that whole complex. I mean – no, absolutely. And the media loves him, too. I, For now. I mean, I still think Baker Mayfield's playing with house money at this point. I don't know, man. I think the timeline jumped a lot when they added OBJ. I think, I think with Baker Mayfield, is, I think he is the next Brett Favre. Which I, we've talked about, and I, and I don't necessarily disagree. I just think this season in particular – I don't think he's ready for the kind of spotlight that's going to be on him, and I think the pressure is going to get to him, and we're going to see him regress. I just didn't you have them pick? You had him picked for a second year Super Bowl running. No, I had him picked to win the division. No, oh. so he's going to win the division, but still crumble. He could win nine games and win that fucking division this year. <laughs> Austin, you got anything on this one, buddy? Or are you just are you just tapping out? We're talking about uh, Cleveland, yeah, right? The Browns. Yeah. Yep. 
Listen. Brad Hand, the closer for the Indians, represents the entire city of Cleveland. They're all about Brad Hand. All right, as long as there's somebody there to take the pressure off of Baker. Pretty sure they love Brad Hand. That's true. It's Believe Land. All right. He's on, he's, he's on LaValle's fantasy team. I think. He, he is. I think, I think, yeah, yeah. He, no, he was. He got moved. Oh. Yeah. Fuck you. Oh, go to hell, Richard. Man, we almost got through the whole podcast without Matt getting crushed. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why I got brought up. First thing I said. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Did you want to talk about that or are we good? I mean, if you want to talk about your fantasy failures, that's fine. I don't want to talk about it. If you have another legitimate question for a podcast, then fire away. But if not, fucking get me out of here. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm good. I'm all set. Austin, you got anything else, buddy? No, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, guys. All right. Thank you guys for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. Later. Later. Bye. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this special edition of the Huddle Podcast brought to you by the Sunline Network. I want to take a moment and thank Austin Space for coming on and joining us this week. It was great to have him. Please be sure to check us out on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Don't forget to check out all of the other projects we have available to you on iTunes, including Here's a Thing with Matt Danieluk, Rich O's Rant, Rich O and Lala, and LaValley Sports Talk Pod. You can find all of us on the Sideline Facebook page. Be sure to give that a like. Let us know what you think. We are also available to you on Twitter at underscore Austin Space underscore at LaValley CH at Matthew Danieluk and at Rich underscore 007. Hope you all have a great week. Enjoy opening day and we'll speak to you all again soon.